and welcome to the Super Greenwave Podcast. My name is Nat. And I'm Tom Helmuth. Uh, this is the podcast. This is a, our first episode. Uh, we, for the Super Rainwave Podcast, we're hoping to each week pick a theme or a focus and uh, play some video game music uh, that meets that theme. Um, and then we'll uh, talk about the music, say what we like about it, uh, talk about the games it's from, and things like that. Um, so, basically, if you like video game music, we're hoping you'll enjoy this podcast. Yeah, and it's primarily music featured on Rainwave, but, you know, sometimes we'll go outside of that or feature upcoming music. Sure. If you're not familiar with Rainwave, it's a uh, online radio station for video game music, um, and it has a lot of different... Uh, we have different stations. We have a remix station, a chiptune station, a regular soundtrack station, um, and both Nat and I are uh, admins there, so we've, for the last few years, been adding music for the so that you can hear on the radio. Um, so this podcast will select uh, from a lot of music from the radio, and maybe some from that's not on the radio. Um, yeah, I guess that's yeah. about it. Uh, Alright. Um, we are working on getting a website set up for the podcast. Um, we do have an email address. If you're interested in emailing us, you can email us at uh, podcast at rainwave.cc. Um, and I think that's about all the top of the show business. Um, should we get into playing some music? We shall. Okay. So we figured since this is our first episode, uh, good theme would be the level one. So we're going to be playing songs that are featured on the first level of different games. Uh, and I think I'm starting off. So to start off this episode, I'm going to play some music from the first level of the game Diddy Kong Racing, uh, which was composed by David Wise. Uh, and so this is going to be the track Ancient Lake.
And welcome back to the Super Rainwave podcast. That last song was Ancient Lake from Diddy Kong Racing uh, from the Nintendo 64. That track is by David Wise. Uh, That's a nice little uh, track that I don't totally remember hearing um, when I played this game. Some of my friends and I used to play this game a lot, and uh, uh, it also, the track's so happy-go-lucky and sort of... Um, it, it totally reminds me of the Nintendo 64 era when games like this and Super Mario Kart um, were really good multiplayer games that also had that sort of those bright colors and it is definitely one of the highlights of the Nintendo 64 for me. Yeah, it, it's a game that I liked. I never got into it. I never played a multiplayer much because we all just played Mario Kart 64 or Goldeneye. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, it's a fun game. Uh, soundtrack's nice. It sounds sort of tropical here. Yeah. Yeah. It is a nice sort of tropical sound. Has um, some uh, percussion instruments in there. Like you, you were mentioning that there's a steel drum in there and a xylophone. And um, it's a nice little track. The weird thing is that you have all this instrumentation, and then the lead right now sounds like just a synth for something. Yeah, it's a sort of an undescript synth. There's no, like, I couldn't put an instrument to it. And Rare always just had good music during this time. That's something that people hear a lot of on this show. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, David Wise is known as a great American composer um, who's been around for ages and has worked for Rare for a long time. Um, But yeah, yeah, they did have a lot of good music. Alright, well, next up... Wait a second. I oh. just realized, I think I said David Wise was American. Uh, I, that's false. He's actually British, but he's a Western composer. So sorry, I, I didn't mean to uh, interrupt you, but I didn't want to spread lies on our uh, oh, first song. <laughs> well, you know, Western, it's a broad term. Yeah, yeah. Alright, well, uh, next up, I'm going to bring something that is definitely not Western. Uh, this one's from a game, Fantavision. Uh, sort of an obscure, weird PS2 puzzle game. It was about exploding fireworks. Uh, I've only played a few ep- a few levels of it. It's it's not great. It's interesting. Uh, right. But stage one theme is really pretty cool. So I'm gonna play it for you now.
Uh, again, that was stage one from Game Fantavision, a PS2 title composed by Soichi Tirada. Um, I picked this one because it's a little different. A lot of music you're going to hear on this episode, it's gets a little more energetic because first levels, you know, of a player is new, you want to get them excited. Um, a lot of games are really intense. And this is really laid-back funk. You don't hear yeah. very much of that. Yeah, it's a really nice song. It's uh, it's just enjoyable to relax to, and um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this track. And you have that sort of funk guitar and organ. It's it's just unusual. It is. There's there's sort of a repeated um, I don't know the motif or whatever you want to call it that uh, I think repeats. Is it refrain? Refrain, something like that. It happens a lot in this track, um, and and it's really nice. Um, it's it, it, it for some reason it reminds me of like I don't know, like driving on the highway in the summer with your windows open or something like that. It does. All right. Um, well, should we go on to our next track? Um, Next up, I'm going to be playing a remix uh, from the website OC Remix. Um, this is going to be a remix of the game Ghosts and Goblins. Um, the original uh, soundtrack was composed by Ayako Mori, and this remix is by Shale Riley. Um, it's a sort of weird little track, uh, but I enjoyed it, and so and it's from the a remix of the song from the first level level of the game, uh, and so if it's this episode. So this is going to be Wonka Factory. Welcome back. That last song was Wonka Factory from a remix, an OC remix from the game Ghosts and Goblins. 
Remix was by Shell Riley, and the original composer was Ayoko Mori. That's a weird little song. I know it won't be everyone's cup of tea, especially those weird、uh, voice effects that come in near the end of the song.、Um, I think those are, if I am reading the write up correctly, I think those are、uh, largely taken from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory.、Um, so that's、uh, the.、Uh, Some of those voice clips, I think, are like the original Gene Wilder being Willy Wonka, which is, relates to the track's name of Wonka Factory. It's just a really. That's a weird connection to make. It's, it's a really weird connection, because, like, that totally isn't what you think of when you think of Ghosts and Goblins, which is like this platformer game from where you're like a knight. Defeating demons and things. So, and, so like, it's, it's sort of weird that that's the, the connection that was made. But I guess the rest of the track isn't really what you'd expect either. It's all electronic, and I don't know what genre this is exactly. I'm not good at、uh, subgenres of electronic music, but it's weird. Yeah, yeah it's some, just some weird electronic song. I do like that orchestral movement you hear right there. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Comes out of nowhere. Alright,、um, next up, here's another、uh, soundtrack song. This is from a Japanese title called Trigger Heart Excelica.、Um, I think it's sort of a bullet hell kind of thing, scrolling shooter. Okay. I've never played it, but I saw it、uh, requested on Rainwave a while ago, and it looked really interesting, so I checked it out. It's. It's really cool.、Um, I guess it's kind of traditional of genre, but it's, it's really fast, intense music.、Uh, pretty cool. So, this is、uh, Excelica Dancing at Dawn.
Welcome back. Again, that was Excelica Dancing at Dawn, the stage one theme from Trigger Heart Excelica, um, an old arcade schmuck game from the mid-2000s. That track composed by Masahiro Kajiwara, not a very well-known name, but uh, they're pretty active in the Valus and Princess Maker series. Interesting. Uh, the track itself, I love how much is going on. You have, uh, you have that synth right now that's I don't know, it reminds me of like old NES games in a way, the way it's written. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought of that, but I can totally see that. And then they bring in the that slap bass and the piano, and it all seems to kind of contrast. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of interesting in instrumentation in here. Um, the, the synth sort of reminded me more of, like, I don't know, indie synth rock for some reason, um, but it's it's obviously in this heavier sort of rock electronic setting. Um, and then there's this breakdown section right here where there's the slap bass and the piano. Yeah, I love this part because... Slap bass. Yeah, I know. I know that slap bass is great. <laughs> we need more slap bass in music. I know. We should, like, do a whole episode on slap bass sometime. <laughs> you think there's enough? I bet we could find enough. That'd be fun. <laughs> It'd take a while to look for it, so maybe in a while. Alright, um, shall we move on? Um, let's... My next track is going to be uh, a chiptune from the NES. Um, this is going to be from the game DuckTales, which uh, has a really nice soundtrack. Uh, it's well known mostly for the game The Moon, or sorry, not the game, the uh, track The Moon, which uh, is widely considered a great video game music track. Um, but unfortunately, that's like the last track in the game, so uh, but I'm going to be playing the Amazon, which is from level one. Um, this is also a very nice track. I've always liked this track a lot. Um, anyway, this soundtrack was composed by Hiroshige Tonomura. So here is the Amazon. Amazon from the game DuckTales, uh, composed by Hiroshige Tonomura. Um, that game was uh, originally came out in North America in 1989 and was uh, developed and published by Capcom. Um, Capcom did a lot of uh, sort of adaptation games, uh, uh, adaptations of like Disney movies and uh, other cartoons and. Um, they often did a pretty good job of taking these sort of uh, intellectual property uh, things and turning them into decent games with uh, with decent soundtracks. Yeah, their sound team was amazing at the time. I I don't know where we're at right now because they sort of stopped making games lately. Yeah. But at the time, they had uh, arguably the best sound team on the NES. Yeah, definitely. And there's a lot of um, a lot of very uh, reasonable and very good games for the NES and then uh, the 16-bit era, like Super Nintendo and Genesis, 
where they, they did a really good job of adapting those games. And of course they had their originals too, um, things like Street Fighter. But uh, they, I'd say they were, uh, uh, like for, for instance, this song here is a nice little, uh, nice little upbeat song and uh, they did a great job with this, this type of game. Yeah, my favorite thing about this song, and I didn't notice it for a while, it's, you hear that echo that's on that melody right now? Yeah, that yeah, definitely. That is so cool. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, they must have somehow used, like, a second sound channel to, uh, to play the melody just a little behind it to, to get that echo effect. Yeah, that must be the second square wave, but it's, yeah. it's clever. Yeah, it definitely is. Alright, um, what do we have next? Looks like... Uh, this one, now we're going from Capcom to Konami. This is part of a Gradius series, um, a Japanese release called Gopher no Yabo Episode 2, or it might be Nemesis. Uh, they're all the same series, aren't they? I'm not sure, but sure, go for it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Um, right. This one, I believe it was an MSX soundtrack, one of the lesser-known ones in the early series, but it's pretty cool. It has, has the MSX sound. Okay. Kind of. A little more a little more basic, I guess, than most. But this is the stage one theme, We Follow the Sun. Super Ringwave podcast. Again, that was We Follow the Sun, of uh, stage one music from Gopher no Yabo episode two, a Gradius or Nemesis soundtrack. This one, um, I, I guess it sounds like Konami music is really the best I can describe it as. It's got the sort of happy, up-tempo, um, it kind of motivates you. I don't yeah. know, I feel good listening to it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's I mean, obviously, in uh, many of the Gradius and other uh, shmup-type games, you have the idea that you're in a spaceship flying through space and stuff, and this this music fits that idea very well. Like, it's very, like, exhilarating, and, like, it's upbeat and makes you feel like you're, like, this high-level captain of a spaceship trying to take down the bad guys. Yeah, and they were great about that. Um... Really, the entire series uh, had such a good sound team. This is the Konami Kukeya Club, who is kind of this um, anonymous mass of composers they had at the time. I don't know what story is there. I'm not sure if they ever have released breakdowns on that. I'm not sure either. Yeah, they, they put out a lot of good soundtracks, um, but it's never been totally clear who worked on what. Um, Okay, next up, I'm going to be playing another uh, remix. Uh, this time, it's going to be uh, from the game Bionic Commando, which uh, came out, obviously came out on the Nintendo. Um, and this is a remix of the first level. Uh, the song is called Bionic Commando 2008 by the band, the cover band Machine Supremacy, where I, I think there's sort of a uh, 
hard rock, heavy metal type band from Sweden. Um, but they include a lot of uh, chip tunes in their their songs, and uh, they also do some video game remixes. So they're uh, very enjoyable, and I hope you like the song. back that was Binet Commando 2008 uh, from Machine Supremacy, a remix from the game Binet Commando, uh, which was originally composed by Junko Tomiya. Um, the start of that song is probably my favorite part, just the first like 10 seconds where um, I think they used the original chiptune from the NES, uh, which has that classic, like, I think it's supposed to be a snare drum sound, and then the, uh, the chiptune uh, comes in. And then the, when their guitar hits over that, it just sounds so good. It does. Um, what I love, in a second here you hear that little break where the, uh, like the Commodore-style chiptune comes in totally. as the lead, and that sounds so cool over the top of the actual remix. Right, right. Yeah, I think they're using sort of like arpeggiated uh, Commodore 64-style chiptunes, and those, those do sound really good as that lead. Yeah, and then later on, uh, yeah, there's that lead we were talking about. Yeah, right here. And then a little bit later you have those harmonized guitar leads that just sound so dramatic. Um, they sound a lot like something out of Sonic Adventure. Yeah. I don't know, it's just the vibe I get from them. Sure, yeah. The, uh, the soundtrack is really good to begin with, like, I really like this the original of this song, but I really like, I think that this cover takes those ideas and and modernizes them really well. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I don't know, it's just fun to listen to. Yeah, definitely. Let's see, next up, I'm gonna play a song from a game Sylphide. This is another shmup, this time a Sega CD game from 1993, I believe. That's when the soundtrack was released, at least. Okay. Um, this game, uh, I don't know, I'm just gonna let this song speak for itself. This is Scramble.
Alright, again, that was uh, the song Scramble from Game Sylphide, a Sega CD shmup game, composed by, here we go, Mariko Sero, uh, Mamoru Ishimura, Yoko Sonora, Hiroshi Kawai, Kas, Masakuni Mitsuhashi, and uh, Meccano Associates Incorporated. That's a lot of names. So a lot of uh, composers. Um, so it starts out with this really cheesy sci-fi thing, um, that deep space announcer voice thing. Yeah, with the, the space siren. With yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so cheesy. Yeah, totally. It's, it's interesting because you said this was uh, Sega CD, right? Yeah, I think they were totally abusing the new sound capabilities. Exactly, that's what I'm thinking. Like, they're like, holy cow, we, we now can do stuff beyond synths. Let's put in this uh, this voiceover and have these funny sirens going on. And uh, I'm sure, like, now it totally sounds cheesy. I'm sure at the time it was like, whoa, they have a voicer! And it's, uh, I bet it was, uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah, this must have been awesome back then, but I think the rest of the song holds up pretty well, though. It's, uh... Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sort of a dramatic, a really well-orchestrated thing. I agree. Um, I don't have very much to say about it beyond that. I just think it's uh, it's pretty dynamic, instrumentated pretty well. I, yeah, I don't have much either, but I, I enjoyed the song. Um, great, so next up I have a song from Mighty Switch Force, which is a game... Uh, from the 3DS, uh, composed by Jake Kaufman, who also goes by Vert. Um, it was originally released in 2011 uh, for the 3DS, and then later in 2012 came out on the Wii U. Um, this soundtrack, uh, well, I, I just have to say, Jake Kaufman does a lot of great work. He's put together some really nice remixes of video game music. Um, and more recently has done a lot of really good soundtracks. Um, everything from, uh, oh, what's, what's the one where the Arabian princess, is that, uh, Shanty here? Oh, no, Shantae. Yeah, Shantae, sorry. <laughs> Sh yeah, sh yeah. Uh, I knew I had the, the words, the letters mostly right, but totally not correct. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, Shantae is a really nice soundtrack, um, and this game is, uh, Mighty Switch Force and its sequel, Mighty Switch Force 2, have two of the best soundtracks in recent mes memory, in my opinion. Um, so anyway, I'm going to be playing the song from the first level of the game, and this is Caught Red-Handed. <laughs>
Welcome back. That was Caught Red-Handed from the game Mighty Switch Force, composed by Jake Kaufman, who also goes by Bert. Um, this song is is just awesome. The there's a lot of like electronic influences, but I'd say there's also sort of a lot of disco influence, um, and it's just it just makes me happy every time I hear it. It's such a fun song. I love chiptune all throughout. Yeah, totally. That's something yeah. that uh, Bert does a lot. He he incorporates all these different things. He does a lot of chip music on top of it. Yeah, yeah, and he's made some um, just full chiptunes uh, here and there. He, I mean, we've reviewed some of his chiptune albums for Rainwave, and um, obviously he's actually composed some chiptune games. Um, so he totally knows what he's doing with chiptunes. Yeah, he's, it's interesting, he's one of the few composers who started out kind of in the indie demo scene thing and and he was scoring some uh, some really low, low budget licensed stuff. And yeah. then he broke through and started doing all these huge titles. Yeah, he totally did. There's, there's not too many people who have, who have done that, have come from the demo scene or the remix scene and then gone on to make a lot of of really good video game music for actual uh, games. Yeah, the closest I can think of, uh, I guess, Big Giant Circles does kind of fit. Yeah, he, he composed for um, uh, Mass Effect 2, I think? Yes. Yeah, so he sort of fits that, and um, other remixers like uh, Zircon and a few others have done a few games, but they tend to be more indie. They, I, I can't think of anyone that's not as quite as high level. Yeah, it's like Zircon scoring for games like iPhone or or maybe like uh, like WiiWare stuff. Right. And Vert's scoring Contra 4. Right, totally. Uh, alright. So let's get some more chiptunes going. Uh, next one is by Iku Mizutani and Koichi Yamanishi. Mizutani was a fantastic composer for a while. Um, oh, what studio was it? Was it Natsume that uh, they worked on mostly? Um, games like Shatterhand, uh, Chaos World. There's a whole okay, slew sure. of cool stuff. Um, this one, I got this game for my friend as a birthday gift. Um, it was like right before I started managing Rainwave, uh, the chiptune station. And we just plugged it in, and we, I thought, wow, that music is really something. Um, and so I immediately added it to Rainwave as soon as I could. Great. So this is stage one from Shadow of a Ninja.
Welcome back, you just heard stage one from Shadow of a Ninja. Again, that was Ikumizutani and Koichi Yamanishi. Um, it's fun action music. And the game yeah. is a fun action game where you're sort of, you're ninjas in this, uh, sort of futuristic world. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's a nice, uh, chiptune. The, I really like the beginning where the part that goes... Like da 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 da, and then it like repeats again, but is a little cleaner. Um, that's I think that's a really cool effect that they put in there because a lot of times you hear repetition, but it's just the exact same thing copied and pasted. Where here, they took the time to to make it more interesting, and I thought that came across really nicely. Yeah, you hear in the intro they have a noise channel going on, and it sounds sort of fuzzy, and then the rest of the track is a lot cleaner. Yeah. Um, so here. Here's the beginning, let's listen to this. Yeah, right there, how the, the, the first time it's definitely more messy than the second time, that's really cool. Yeah, I just... I don't know if it stands out as much here, but when I first heard it, it just perfectly fit in-game. That's what was so cool about it. Sure. Alright, so I have one more track for today. Um, I'm going to be sending, uh, playing my last track is another chip tune uh, from the game. Uh, I don't know if it's supposed to be pronounced SCAT or S.C.A.T. or SCAT. It stands for Special Cybernetic Attack Team. Um, so this is uh, a game uh, that came out on the NES in 1990. Uh, looks like. In 90 in Japan and 91 in the US. Um, this was composed by uh, Kyohiro Sada, uh, and so I'm going to be playing Stage 1. Back. That was stage one from uh, SCAT by Kyohiro Sada. Um, I was looking it up on Wikipedia, and it's um, actually uh, pretty incredible that we tried to uh, that we picked these tracks to play back to back: the Shadow of a Ninja and then SCAT, because um, both these games have a lot in common. Uh, they're both sort of side-scrolling action games developed by Natsume, and they were both released in 1990 in Japan and, and 91 in the US. Um, and not only that, but their plots are somewhat similar. So, uh, and, and it makes you wonder, like, are these guys at Natsume realizing that they basically released the same game twice? Uh, but, like, so, for example, Shadow of the Ninja was set in the year 2029, where an evil dictator is trying to take over the United States. Um, and he builds a stronghold in the middle of the nation's largest city, quote-unquote. Right, right. And so then when you look at uh, SCAT, it also takes place in the year 2029, except this time an army of alien invaders led by Vile Malmort uh, tries to take over New York City. So it's like... U.S.'s largest city, and this one's obvious, it is specifically New York City. But it's just hilarious that in both these games you're like trying to be these heroes trying to save New York City uh, in the year 2029. Isn't that bizarre? I wonder, how'd that come about? 
Right, right. Like, did, did these guys who are developing these games in the late 80s think, well, uh, about 30 years is far enough away that it it's, seems far enough away that crazy things will be happening, like evil dictators and aliens, but you, you would have thought since they're both being developed by the same company, they would have like been like, oh, well, let's change the years a little bit so that it's not supposed to be set in the exact same year. It could have been like an in-joke, like the, the writers were thinking, how many games can we do this before someone notices? Right, in fact, like, who knows, I don't even, uh, maybe we're the first people ever to realize it since these came out, but <laughs> I mean, I'm sure someone's realized it before, but it's pretty funny that, that these team, two games are so similar. Uh, should we talk about the song at all? Oh yeah, okay, yeah, we've been talking about the games. Uh, I actually don't have too much to say about the song, it's a nice little song. Um, sort of dancey and for a chip tune and uh, I don't have too much to say. Do you have anything else to say about it? Um, I'd, I'd say it's more rock than anything. It has yeah. a rock style to it. Drumming is... Uh... Yeah, that's true. I don't know, I, I always liked it. I had it a while ago because it just stood out as being really solid music. Yeah, yeah this, this game does have a nice soundtrack all around. Um, we probably should have thought more about what to say about this one. That's okay. <laughs> it's a nice song. Um, and that brings us to the end of their episode. Um, I've got one more song for us. Um, before that, let's see, what do we need to talk about? Well, I uh, hope you've enjoyed listening to this uh, first episode. Um, if you want to contact us, feel free to email us at podcast at rainwave.cc. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, um, or stop by the forums. We have uh, an active forum topic going on where we post updates. So that's uh, on rainwave.cc slash forum. Um, and let's see, for next episode, I think we decided we're going to uh, do a theme on puzzle games. Uh, so that should be good. Hopefully. Um, and I guess that's about it. All right. Well, this last song, um, it's a remix, or an arrangement, if you prefer. This one's from 1UP's Volume 1 album. These guys, they're a band made up of other guys from the remix scene, and they are so good at what they do. They make these cool, jazzy, funky, fully live songs, and they just kill it. Um... And a lot of times you feel like they're, they're just putting their own spin on things. But yeah. uh, this track, this is from Toe Jam and Earl, the intro theme. And you really feel like they're just realizing what it was trying to do. Um, sure, definitely. The, uh, I, I was really excited when I saw that you picked this track, not only because the one-ups is such a good jam band, but uh, I, I've always loved the uh, Toe Jam and Earl soundtrack. Um, it's, it's an interesting soundtrack that you definitely didn't hear much of in that era that had sort of a hip-hop vibe and um so so i was glad to see that you picked a remix not only that but i used to play this game a lot with um with some of my friends and is it's such a fun little game to play co-op on um yeah this game is so nostalgic for me when i was a kid i would play it with my older brother or a lot with his friend and we had so much fun because it's a really open explore you're just exploring this alien world. Yeah, and it, well, and that's the the funny thing is like, it's it seems so alien, but then you realize that like you're the aliens and you've crash landed on Earth, and like your enemies are like a mom with a shopping cart and like the, that's why it's so brilliant. Right, right. That's why it's so brilliant. It's it's totally uh, original and it makes it a lot of fun to play. Uh, yeah, the soundtrack originally was composed by John Baker, who I believe. I think he was also a designer, a creator or something, and he also wrote the music. So he knew what he wanted. It's really funky stuff, uh, gets really deep into the Genesis's bass channels. Um, sure. And this, uh, this arrangement really does it justice. So here it is. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time.